Welcome to the common room. I'm Jaden. I'm Nancy. Today we're going to be talking about success and the pressures to succeed. So first, let's define our own idea of success. I feel like I have a different view of success now than I did in high school. But when I started out, when I was a young freshman, I thought that there was just like one, that success was just one thing. And there's only one path to get there. And the path that was like drilled into my head was, you know, be like a good child and then study hard to get good grades so that you can get into a good college and then get a good career and then work at that good career for the rest of your life. And then you can be happy when you retire. And then along the way, you'll have like little achievements like getting married or settling down and that stuff. But that was my view of success. Yeah. How about you, Nancy? Well, sort of like you, I thought success was, oh, I have to get like a good Mm -hmm. grade on this. I have to get this certain GPA and stuff like that. But after going through high school, I realized like none of that really made me happy. It was more like if once I got that grade Mm -hmm. or once I got that achievement, it was like, oh, like what now? Nothing, nothing really changed in terms of like happiness and fulfillment mm-hmm. for me I think it starts changing when I started wanting to do the I started to do the things that I actually mm-hmm. wanted to do and then when even if it didn't seem like successful or like the success was very limited mm-hmm. it still was very fulfilling for me so that's when my success my definition of success changed <laughs> yeah I feel like my definition kind of stayed the same for a while until very recently Like, after I achieved the things that I wanted to achieve in high school, I still felt the same. So, yeah, kind of like you with that. But I'll go into my redefined... Your life uh, journey. (laughs) Views. Yeah. (laughs) My new views on success later. So, what led you to think of success in that way um, when you first started high school? when I first started to, like, define what success was. I think Mm. it's mainly from my parents because they have a very... Like, they come from older generations, so they have a very more rigid Mm. structure for success. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, my extended family, I would say. The community I was in, generally. Mm -hmm. Um, School, for sure. Like, competition-wise. Yeah, school was sort of toxic. Like, the high school we went to was sort of... It was, like, pretty high achieving, so everybody was sort of cutthroat. And also, like, Mm -hmm. well, they technically abolished rank, but they really didn't because they still showed us our rank, so that was also, like... Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, friends, too, because everybody was so high achieving. It was like, oh, shoot, like, I have to get this good grade. I have to do this extracurricular to get to this good college. And if I don't get to a good college, I won't get to a good Mm -hmm. job. If I don't get to a good job, then I'm going to be homeless, you know? That was that was the exactly. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, I mean, I didn't receive that much pressure from my parents. Um, a lot of the time, they'd be like, "Oh, you know, you got to be. It's okay. Like, it's just one bad grade." You know. Well, I feel like a lot of friends that I knew, I know they would complain about their parents like getting super mad and like pressuring them to study more if they got like one bad grade. So I didn't feel that pressure, but I think because I didn't feel that pressure, I put more pressure on myself 
So it was like this internal pressure to do well so that I can, you know, catch up with all of my friends who are studying hard and getting good grades. And yeah, I think it all just relates back to comparing yourself exactly, with other yeah. people, which is just uh-huh. so toxic. That's basically but, high school. Uh, like, co- compares yourself all the time and then if you do like a little less yeah or if you like deviate off what you're supposed to do then everybody starts judging you and then mm-hmm. you're like shoot oh yeah, yeah. and definitely. i feel like high school it sort of created like this bubble of like if you do one bad thing then you're gonna fail or you're like not gonna yeah or even college. just like one bad test score yeah. like people look at you mm-hmm. differently and they're like oh you're dumb and i'm like uh but then once <laughs> you get out of high school you start to like i'm like wow why is it, why was i so like dramatic because, like, one bad... I know. It doesn't really matter after high school. It's, like, one bad test grade... It really doesn't. It, like, it's more like a stepping stone to learning how to study better and stuff. But I think, especially mm-hmm. when I started to take harder classes and, like, get bad grades because I was taking harder classes that people told me to take, even though I didn't necessarily, like, find interest in them, I was really, like, stressed. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, like, everybody's doing well. Well, I mean, actually... Everybody was sort of struggling together, but a few select people were doing well, and then you're like, oh no, like... And then you compare yourself to them, and then you think that you're really Uh, dumb when you're not. (laughs) You're doing really good. Yeah, like, in grand scheme of things, like, you're you're fine. Like, even if you do horrible in one class, it's all good. And even that, like, that word horrible, it's, like, subjective. Mm -hmm, You know, you mm -hmm. can view it... You can view... A, a C or that's a B true, in true. different ways, like, yeah. depending on your mindset. Because, yeah, my uh, mindset for, like, a B definitely changed over the course of high school. Oh, I know yeah, some people watching sure. right now would be like, oh, a B is, like, a really good grade, or some people would judge us right now and be like, oh, you got a B in high school? And that just, like, already shows mm-hmm. the difference in what a letter grade means to somebody. I don't know, success is different for everybody and. Also, I think even mm. if you're successful in your grades, that doesn't mean you're successful, like, everywhere mm. else. When my grades were doing well, I was still not... I wouldn't consider myself successful. I would consider myself, like, struggling and being sad and not having a social life and... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, like, on paper, you'd be like... Yeah, I feel that, man. <laughs> when you spend, like, so many times studying to, like... Yeah, to get that, like, on paper, like, good Mm -hmm. score and stuff. Mm -hmm. You kind of... Sometimes you, like, lose friends along the way. Or you just feel really lonely. That you're, like, struggling by yourself when you're not. Mm -hmm. Everybody's struggling together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, I think expanding on the pressures from friends and peers, like, how else did you compare yourself? Uh, definitely extracurriculars. I know this sounds bad, but I think everybody in high school would know that people volunteer in high school not because they want to volunteer, but because it looks good on their their resume or whatever. So oh, uh, people would join Key Club, mm-hmm. NHS, and I was not, honestly, uh-huh. I was not interested in it. But uh, also I was like, oh, if I don't have this on my mm-hmm. resume, I'm not going to get into a good college because then I won't look like a yeah. good citizen. And it was also just because that everyone else was doing it, you didn't want to feel like 
you weren't mm-hmm. um, involved in it. And, like, you didn't want to show colleges that you were the only one that wasn't involved mm-hmm. in it. So, yeah, definitely that peer pressure in that in that way. And I think in high school, you think you know what colleges want. Like, you think... Mm-hmm. You think oh, that, yeah, like, yeah, 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 like, you think that colleges want you to have NHS. You think you're, the colleges want mm-hmm. you to have what everybody else is having. But, like, you never know what colleges It want. really changes every year, honestly. It changes every year. It changes for every college. Like, you have no idea so what they want because... honestly. There's yeah. not, like, one, like, cookie-cutter way that you're getting in. Anyways, we had this friend. I don't want to say her name. But I remember she was so involved in, like, everything she did. She was taking so many AP classes as, like, a sophomore. She started – she fundraised, like, so much money for this one Mm -hmm. charity. I can't remember which charity it was for. It was a lot of money. Yeah, and she even went on, like, this red carpet because she fundraised so much. And she applied to NHS, and she didn't get in. It was crazy. Like, I think that was when I was like, wow, like, who are they accepting and what are, like, what are mm-hmm. the guidelines? Because, like, you know? she actually did volunteer work, but she couldn't get into a volunteer organization. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. <laughs> and, like, you would, never mind. I don't want to compare it to, like, other people who got in. Like, mm-hmm. never mind. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot of people in NHS, I mean, including me, that... You're like, oh, this person didn't get in because they're an actually good person who wants to volunteer. They got in because they fit, I don't know, they have a good GPA or whatever. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Uh, Like, even then, you don't really know how you got in or why you got in. You just know that you got in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They don't give you reasons. It's just, it's so subjective. Mm -hmm. Beside from NHS, what did you compare yourself to? Or, like, what pressures did you get from friends? Well, I remember freshman year especially. That's when everyone was just like, oh, I gotta join clubs so I can get into college, blah, blah, blah. And I think the one club that literally almost all of my friends were in was Key Club. Mm, Key Club. And I personally did not like Key Club. Mm -hmm. Like, I never joined it. But, like, I heard stuff from other people and they're like, oh, I'm going to Panera tonight for Key Club. And I was like, why are you going to Panera? Like, isn't that a volunteering club? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, if we, like, buy a meal, they'll, like, use it for something else. They'll use it as one volunteer hour. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, huh? Because <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, paying for something isn't volunteering. Mm-hmm. I feel like volunteering is giving up your time and energy yeah. to help other people and not paying for it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I didn't join Key Club, but I definitely felt pressured to join it mm-hmm. because all of my friends were like, oh my God, this is the only way we're going to get into college. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I only joined one year and it did not help me. I don't think I even put it on my college app because it was just so insignificant to me. <laughs> like you were saying, they do buy out yeah. a lot. You can buy out a lot of your hours I mean, not to shade on Key Club. A lot of other volunteer Mm -hmm. things are like that. But it's just like, at the end of the day, like, what are you learning? Like, maybe if you actually enjoy volunteering and are, like, an actually good person, (laughs) (laughs) like, like, it would be beneficial to you. But for me, it was not... I I don't... I think a lot of times you could, like, tutor people. Remember, you could tutor people in, like, the library, oh, but yeah. people just mm-hmm. talked with their friends. Like, it wasn't really volunteering. It was all, at the end of the day, most, mm-hmm. 95%, I would say 95% of it was people just trying to make it sure. look good on their college apps. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I remember a lot of people would stay in a certain club, like not just Key Club, but any club that they didn't especially like, but they knew would look on their application because they wanted the leadership positions. Because I remember I had one position on a club that I sort of enjoyed, but it was like the position mm-hmm. itself, I did not do much. And I did not feel like I got mm-hmm. a lot of actual leadership what is it like leadership skills out of it because i didn't do that much you know it's like sure it looked good on my application but then even then like mm-hmm. if you do a leadership position and then you don't do much for it and you don't learn much from it and then it's like what can you say about it on your college app like nothing because you didn't like it's not uh, how do i say this it just i know what you're trying to say yeah though. it just like, doesn't contribute it's, just, much. it's not as fulfilling so you were talking about how you didn't feel like you were making an impact through those leadership roles you took up. So like, what made that change? And like, how were you able to find that fulfillment that you were looking for? Um, I think it was, I took a creating writing class because I always knew I like to read, we both like mm-hmm. to read. And I was like, trying to be like oh maybe mm-hmm. I could be a writer I don't know so <laughs> I was I thought it was like interesting and I didn't really care about I think around junior year I know that was that's when most people start caring about like really care about their resume and stuff like that but I was sort mm-hmm. of like I need a break from the classes I'm supposed to take like I just want to take this class that I'm interested in and when I took that class mm-hmm. we had a project we had to make a chat book which is basically like a small book of like your poetry and when i finished that and made it i was like shoot like yeah. sure nobody's gonna read this except for maybe like the 10 kids in the class that actually pay attention and my teacher but when i finished that and i looked at like finishing that chat book i would i felt so much more fulfilled than i ever felt like doing well in a class that i didn't really like oh, really yeah so i was like shoot i need i want to start like exploring this part more and also i want to like, start doing things that I want to do. So in senior year, mm-hmm. by then I took so many classes that I didn't really have much more classes that I wanted to take that were, like, available for me to take. So um, a lot of people were doing early release or late arrival, and a lot of my yeah. friends were like, oh, you shouldn't do that mm-hmm. because college will look at that and you'll look, you'll look lazy because you're doing early release or late arrival. But at that point, I was like, I honestly do not care what colleges have to say about if I'm lazy or not. Yeah. I don't want to go to school to take classes that mm-hmm. don't really matter to me. So our high school, we have to take, what was it, eight classes? I already forgot. We have to take eight classes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight classes the whole year, and I was like, whatever. So I only took, <laughs> I think I only took five classes. Mm-hmm. Remaining three classes, I was like, I just do not want to go to school anymore. Like, I don't see the, I don't, I don't really see the point <laughs> of taking classes. Like, I mean, not, the classes that, like, don't interest me and like I don't need for requirements like I already took enough APs whatever I don't care if colleges think I'm lazy mm-hmm. and my sister was like why don't you just ask the universities around you if you could do research because at that point I was like oh I might want to do environmental science and I was like ew research I was like dude research sounds so boring like <laughs> ew like I'm not a nerd <laughs> and it's just like dude what else are you gonna do I was like you know you're right so I just emailed literally all the um, colleges around us and one of them actually replied, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing research now. And that got me out <laughs> of my uh, three of my classes. But when I did the research, it was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, like, I actually really like this. And then I was like, shoot, like I might want to be like a researcher now. Bro, that was and such then, a good move. 
questions. <laughs> yeah, and then after that, my um, research coordinator, like, no, internship coordinator. Not, I don't know what that's called, but it's like, in our school at least, um, if somebody's doing something outside of school but still educational, they coordinate or something. Because I had to do a project to still get, like, CTE credit. And you're like, what? CTE credit? But it, like, worked out because I was doing graphs and stuff, so it was technically could be CTE credit. Anyways, I did that. He actually submitted me for a scholarship without telling me. <gasps> and then um, I actually got the scholarship. So wow, and on top that. of, yeah, on top of learning what I sort of wanted to do and being able to do, like, cool research that I think not a lot of people have access to and then on top of that getting money mm -hmm. and then on top of that not going to school and being able to do something I actually want to do it was like a great move for me and I still yeah. got into a college that I wanted to go to so the moral of that story is yeah, you so can't be lazy like you don't have to <laughs> like for me if I listen to people that are like oh like you look lazy like you look lazy if you don't take classes like oh you shouldn't do that because none of my friends were doing late arrival and early release but mm. once I deviated off the course, it was like, oh, I got to find more about what I like to do and I got to get some money from it. So it was nice. <laughs> yeah. So that's my story of how I deviated off what I thought success yeah. was. Yeah. I feel like that whole story was just me bragging a little bit. But um, please mm. don't take it like that. <laughs> no, no, no. That's like, that's yeah. good. I really like that. But I feel like. For that, I feel like the fault is in our education mm. system, you know? Like, because there's this, like, set of classes that you're required yeah. to take. And they don't allow you to, like, explore the classes that you want to take, you know? I feel like you're just stuck in, like, math, English, like, all that stuff. I mean, all of that stuff is good. But also, I feel like as you get older, you need to try to figure out what you're doing. Because I'm honestly so lost. Mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and, and i know like for a lot of people they won't take like the artsy classes because all of those are academic and they don't mm -hmm. want to lower their gpa so i feel it's like i understand why they're academic but also yeah. it, i think it does drive away some people who would be interested in taking them because, you know it's so sad yeah to all the people who are listening to this podcast which is maybe like nobody but even if a class is going to lower your GPA a little bit, even if it's you're like, oh, it's going to look bad in college, the the potential of maybe figuring out another piece of like who you are and what you want to be is much greater than the numbers, like the loss of your GPA, yes. the loss of, yes. you know, exactly. Honestly, just just get the idea of like trying to get into college like out. I mean, yes, that's good. It's good to think of the future, but not to just do things for that purpose. Like, do things that make you feel fulfilled, even if it's different from what other people are doing around you. And you don't know the things that you think are good for college are actually going to get in you into college. Exactly, so, yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people, they'll be like, they try the entire high school to get into a college and they don't get it and then they're like oh what what now like i just wasted four years yeah. in my high school you don't want to think that way mm -hmm. let's talk about the pressures of getting into college because i think it stems from people thinking that there's only a select number of good colleges and if you don't get into those good colleges 
then you're gonna fail. Then your life, life is over. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh your life god. is over. You won't get a job. You're homeless. <laughs> oh my god. Everybody's gonna hate you. Everybody's gonna. Like, no. Uh-huh. Nobody's gonna hate yeah. you. Honestly. Mm-hmm. The people who judge you based on the college you go to, like, you don't want them in your yeah, life. Yeah. Just anyways. cut them out, man. Cut out all mm-hmm. the toxic people. You don't need their bad energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> snip, snip. <laughs> But yeah, um, I think one of the big, like, stigmas, I guess... Um, of, like... Well, okay, one of the big stim- stigmas in college, I think, is community college. I know a lot of people in our high school used to joke. They'd be like, oh, like, got a bad grade on this test because I'm going to community college now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, like, a big joke. And it was honestly kind of sad because, you know, there's some people who choose to go to community college, you know, mm-hmm. just to, like, try out what they want to do or for mm-hmm. financial reasons, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it's... I mean, I made... I used to make those jokes, too, before I realized it was, like... Oh, same. It... We were, it's yeah, it's hurtful. It's, like, sort of a privileged joke to be, like, oh, ho, ho, like... Yeah, Because yeah. some people cannot go to the super expensive universities that we're all trying to strive for, you know? And, um... I think even then, people think, like, oh, I'm going to go to community college, like, my life's over. But in community college, it's like, Mm -hmm. you can go two years, transfer to a big-name university, and get a degree from a big-name university for, like, half the price as somebody who got in initially. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. You're saving so much money. But I feel like in the area that we lived in, at least, it was honestly looked down upon a lot a lot (laughs) like a lot Uh uh-huh like honestly i kind of thought of going to community college for like a semester at least to get like Mm -hmm. some general education stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. over with but Mm -hmm. i remember i would like talk to some of my friends about it and they'd be like really Mm -hmm. or like that's what you're gonna do with your life and i was like Am I doing something wrong? (laughs) It was just really sad, yeah. Mm -hmm. But mm. I know for me, it was my parents, because, like, I was still figuring out what I wanted to do with my life, and I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to go, like, I didn't know what college I wanted to go to, because I literally did not know, like, if I wanted a big college, a small college, like, a college that was good in blah, 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 or whatever, because I didn't really know what I wanted to do, so I was like, oh, like, I was, I joked to my parents, I was like, oh, like, maybe I'll go to community college, haha, <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, my parents are fine with it, and to be honest, they, they still wanted me to go to community college to, like, save money and stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I don't know, I feel like it was pressure from friends for me, at least. Cause that's like deviating from the norm. All our, all of yeah. our friends. I do think some of our friends were definitely. I think a lot of them had a lot more pressure from their parents. I mean, I did have pressure from my parents, but I know some people who had like intense pressure from their parents, or like oh, yeah. their whole mm-hmm. value was like their self worth was based on like the grades they got or whatever. Mm-hmm. The number. Um, yeah. So, if you are considering community college, don't feel bad because it's actually a good option um for a lot of people i know like um they didn't get Mm -hmm. into their dream college or whatever uh you could still just go to community college and then transfer in into your dream college like just because you're there two years later doesn't mean you're like any dumber or it's any of a worse Mm -hmm. plan honestly i heard that like 
I don't know if this is true, but I heard that like acceptance rates for transfer students are like much higher than yeah freshmen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's always an option. Yeah, like, it's not the end of the world. It's really <laughs> you can not. be successful anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also depends on your definition of success as well. Yeah, but, but in terms of getting an education. There are many, many options that I think a lot of people don't talk about because they're looked down upon. Like trade college, for example. Like if mm-hmm. you say you're going to a trade college, people would definitely look down on you. Well, in the place that we were. Because I, I think that STEM was a lot more pushed in our school mm-hmm. and in like our inner circles. But like I know that I'm not 100% sure, mm-hmm. but I know that trade is losing a lot of like, they have a lot of job offers, and they have because yeah. of people wanting to go to, like, STEM jobs. And I know this one guy who said he would be making, like, six figures out of a two-trade college. I don't know if he was bluffing with me, but I'm just saying there are other options. Uh, it's not the end of the world if you don't get into the college that everybody else, like, uh, got in or you didn't get into an Ivy League or whatever. Um, I think that... I mean, even if you get into, I think for us, I thought that once I got into a college, like my All life my problems would be, would be solved. I'd be like, oh my god, like yeah. yay! I thought that once I got into college, I would know exactly what I was gonna do. Mm-hmm. Like I thought my whole life would be figured out, and that was like my my view of success for a while. Like you reach a certain point where, oh, you mm-hmm. finally you have that like aha moment where you're like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I finally know what I'm gonna do. But I, I feel like there's just, it's not that moment. There's not that moment. There's not one moment where you figure it out. I think it's yeah. a period of growth that happens over a long span of time. And it it just makes me mad when, like, people, adults, not adults, but, like, just people think that 18-year-olds or 17-year-olds, like, have to know exactly mm-hmm, what they're mm-hmm. doing. Like, right then, especially when they're, like, applying to college. I feel like that was something I really struggled with because I felt like, oh, my God, I need to know what I'm doing. And I didn't know what I was doing. And it was just very stressful for me. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, they do know what they want to do at 17 and 18. Mm-hmm. And then they judge the people who don't. Oh, yeah. like, how do you not know yet? Um, and it's like, Yeah, that pressure from other people mm-hmm. gave me so much anxiety. Mm-hmm. So toxic. Mm-hmm. It was uh, so toxic. I'm so glad I'm out of yeah. high school. Just the whole idea mm-hmm. of comparing yourself mm-hmm. and judging other people, it's such a healthy and un- <laughs> unhealthy healthy environment. environment to live in. <laughs> no. Yeah, it, is. it really is. It's like yeah. you get caught up into other people's words and then a lot of people have varying like opinions of what you should do. So then you get confused and you're like, oh, what am I even doing? Like, yes. am I going off the wrong path? Yes, exactly. And you think once you go off the wrong path, mm-hmm. then your life is over because you're already wasting time on that wrong path. But like... It's really not like that. I do wish in high school that I spent a lot mm-hmm. more time um, doing things that I would find fun. <laughs> yeah. Things that I would enjoy yeah. rather than things that I thought I had to do to get into a good college. Because um, here I am into a, I guess you would say a good college, but uh, do I have my life figured out? No. And it's even worse with this like whole corona thing. Because mm-hmm. it's like now I can't even go onto the campus and like meet new people and I don't know, be exactly. more myself. It just, you feel more, like, isolated. You know, when you, like, compare yourself to other people, you're already isolating yourself. 
And then especially with like coronavirus and everything's online, like it's harder to make new friends and develop healthier relationships that will uplift you rather than, you know, bring you down. So did you have any like pressures to succeed in other ways other than like academically extracurriculars? Any extracurriculars? Maybe band. I was in marching band for two years. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, I'm a band kid. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. It was <laughs> it was very toxic for me at least. For some people, it's the best time of their lives for me. Um, <laughs> I think I definitely got emotionally scarred from it. But <laughs> I think there was a lot of pressure to like be the best player, to not make mistakes because if you make mistakes, then everybody could hear you, and then you're like a again a bad player um also the people there i do think that they sort of looked down on me like i was uh i think they laughed at me instead of laughed with me Aww. if you know what i'm saying i feel that though yeah, yeah. um <laughs> so i guess that wasn't pressure to succeed i think that was just lowering my self-esteem but <laughs> um, uh what else i think there was also pressure to conform especially when you're like in a group like that um Sure, everybody's a little weird in band. Oh yeah. If your band is not a little weird, then you're you're not a band. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> so true. Um, I still I still think there's a pressure to conform. There's a lot of judgmental people, which I think comes from insecurity because mm. everybody's insecure mm. in high school. I think that's also a fact. If you're not insecure in high school, then wow, you really do have a healthy healthy stable relationship with your mind because i have not <laughs> found a person who wasn't at least sort of insecure in high yeah. school i think with band also i know in like for for me mm -hmm. you quit when you were a sophomore yeah but yeah. when i was a junior i remember like everything changed then because a lot of people were like really focused on getting a leadership position because that was for band that was mm -hmm. like how you could su succeed to be a good player or to get leadership and yeah. a lot of times those two go hand in hand but yeah I remember like so many of our friends suddenly became just like I mean maybe maybe they were like that but some of them were definitely over the top like snaky they became oh snaky. yeah like some of them were pretty fake mm -hmm. especially to like our director they would like kiss up mm -hmm. to him they'd be like oh my god I'm mm -hmm. such a good leader I'm volunteering for everything blah 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 and then I was just, like, sitting in the back, like, I mean, I didn't really want a big leadership position because I'm not that good of a leader. So I was like, I'll, I'll let other people do that. But, yeah, I was just, like, sitting back and watching. And it was just crazy because you just see, like, all these people running around the director, like, trying to get on his good side so that they can get a good leadership position. Which, like, I mean, of course, like, that's amazing. Like, good for you. Yeah. But also, like, I it definitely felt like a pressure. I mean, I didn't feel that pressure as yeah. much as other people. But, yeah, that was definitely there. I do think that once people feel pressured, like, their worst side comes Oh, out. yeah. Yeah, a lot of them, uh, they... I mean, I think we've both been backstabbed once or twice, if you know mm, which thing mm, I'm talking about. Mm, but, mm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> those... The people we've been backstabbed with, it's like, they were our friends. They're still our friends, and they're still really yeah. good people. I just think the insecurities and the pressure really just got to them. And I just think that high school brings out the worst in everybody. <laughs> Sometimes. It really does. Especially, it's just all of that, like, the whole competitive nature of things. 
this really yeah, like, it, does. <laughs> it kind of ruins um, relationships really, sometimes yeah. um but i mean but, those people are still our friends yeah. they're still amazing mm-hmm. i just think it was the situation that we were put in yeah Dude, yeah. Honestly, outside of high school, all those people, I love them. They're great. But, like, at the time when we were experiencing all those things, like, they just, it was not good. Mm. And I think, like, in high school, you still aren't mature enough to, well, you still aren't mature enough to understand, like, how a fully functioning, healthy relationship works, I guess. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean... Everybody mm. makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. <laughs> it's fine. And then we, we grow yeah, from it, exactly. too. So that's that's the important mm-hmm. part. But outside of band, I feel like I did feel a pressure in work, in at my workplace. I worked at mm-hmm. the YMCA. <laughs> um, I felt a pressure mm-hmm. to be a good counselor, you know? I wanted mm-hmm. to make an impact on the kids. I wanted to be a good leader so that my boss could see that I'm actually doing my job. <laughs> but yeah, we had these like staff meetings at, you know, at certain points, like at the end of the month or whatever. And my boss would be like, does anyone want to shout out like um, your fellow co-worker or something? And I was like, oh, I want to be shouted out, <laughs> you know? And so there's that like pressure to like do well so that other people can recognize that. But that's the thing, like, I was always looking for validation from other people when I should have been, like, seeing if I'm actually making an impact, if I'm feeling that I'm making an impact on the kids that I'm playing with or working with, and I think I realized that a little later than I wish I had. So after being accepted into the colleges that you applied to, did you feel any different from when you were like confused in high school i think the first college i got into i was like yes i got in i'm going to college but after that Mm -hmm. i do think it's different i think i was a little different from others because i know a lot of our friends had like dream colleges or like colleges they aspired to go to um i didn't really have Mm -hmm. that because i didn't really idealize one college because i didn't really know what i wanted in a college so it's sort of hard for me to idealize a college when I yeah. didn't know like what I wanted. But um, after mm-hmm. I did get into like a quote unquote good college, I don't think anything changed. I think that I felt even more pressure yeah. to like know what I wanted in life because I was like, shoot, now I'm in college. Now what? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like people are picking majors. Like, I did pick a major, but I don't know if I like want to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Now I have to fight, figure out the clubs I want to do. Like... What about the job market? Like, and for me, I chose a, I guess, unconventional yeah. for our friend group, like an unconventional major. So, um, whenever I said my major, people would be like, "Oh," or they'd be like, <laughs> So yeah. I was like, "Shoot, is this major even the correct one?" And mm-hmm. then people would be like, "Oh, that's an interesting major. Like, what about the job market though?" And I'm like, "How am I supposed to know? I don't." <laughs> Uh, it's like should I pick a, should I pick a major that like has a good job market then but then like majors that people were picking I did not want to go into because I like yeah. I mm-hmm. knew that like I did not want to do the jobs that the majors uh, that the majors uh, had like the like the what the jobs you get after the majors you I have no <laughs> idea what I'm saying 
like like the job the major the whatever I think you know what I'm saying (laughs) and I wish I spent more time in high school figuring out like myself instead Mm. of taking classes again taking classes that everybody took and stressing out ball grades that sure they grades matter but like stressing out unnecessarily and making myself like me and Jaden we both had a download a meditating app <laughs> because we were that stressed we had to meditate like yes, every yes. i had to meditate every every night before a chem test i had to meditate because i was like so stressed out every time i got the chem test it felt like i was going on a roller coaster that's how scared i was um but yeah i wish i stressed less yeah it was terrible for me i think when i got into the first college it was crazy i like almost cried because I was like I was like wow I actually did it like I'm actually gonna go to a college you know uh-huh. it was a it's a really big achievement because you're like you look up to it for like a lot of your academic career but <laughs> yeah and so I was like oh my gosh I'm set this is, this is awesome and then mm-hmm. I did get accepted to a few more colleges and I think making a choice between the colleges that I got accepted to was the worst. Nancy and I, (laughs) we are the most indecisive people you will ever meet. And we were both at the same time, like trying to figure out Mm -hmm. which college it goes to. And like, I had narrowed it down to two choices, but Nancy had like- (laughs) I think I had five. Five. (laughs) It was crazy. Like every, every day you'd be like, oh, I've narrowed it down to like these five. And I'd be like, oh my God. And then the next day you'd be like, oh, now it's these three. And then the next day you'd be like, oh, now it's these five. (laughs) But honestly, that was like me too. Like I was like really trying to decide on two colleges and it was honestly almost as stressful as college applications. Because like each college that I was trying to decide on like could lead me on completely different paths. And I was like, oh my God which one is the right one what am I doing what if I make the wrong choice Mm. and I waste all my time and energy in this college when the other college would have been a better fit for me and that was definitely stressful so like there was an initial sense of achievement and like happiness but after that I was like you said I felt Mm. even more lost because I just didn't know which one would be better for me which one could possibly lead me to more opportunities and yeah in the end nancy and i chose committed to our colleges like one or two days before the due date and yeah we had to give each other deadlines (laughs) and then we had to make a whole presentation for it so we had a we absolutely knew because going back to high school i think we would be a lot (laughs) less indecisive if we knew more about what we wanted and like explored more of ourself as cheesy yes, as, that, yes. as that sounds and also it was hard for me to decide because I applied to too many mm. colleges because I didn't know what I wanted in a college so I applied to big colleges applied to small <laughs> colleges I wasted a lot of money applying to a lot of colleges because at the end of the day you only go to one college and I applied to like too many so then after getting rejected by like I think about half or two-thirds of them I still had a pretty sizable number of colleges so then it was hard for me to narrow down. And then you also have to, like, factor in financial and, like, um, location. And then it's, like, with the coronavirus things that you couldn't even visit campus. 
a lot of times when you go on campus, it's like mm-hmm. you sort of just know, like you sort of just get the feeling. But we couldn't do that. So I was looking at like online tours. I was like stressing out. I didn't know、oh, what yeah, I want to do. There's pressures from my parents. There was like pressure from like from friends. Is、mm. like a lot of a lot of our friends at that time had already committed like a month before, and they were already like preparing like their roommates and stuff, like trying to find a roommate, choosing maybe even choosing their classes at that、mm-hmm. point. And me and Nancy were like, "Which college should we?" Yeah, get to? <laughs> I had to go to like a like a field where there was nobody, and I just had to stare at trees for like twenty minutes while I figured out what I wanted to do with my life. <laughs> Because there's just too much pressure. There's too much pressure from everybody.、Yeah. It was like at the end of the day, sometimes you just need to listen to yourself. Because a lot of times your gut feeling is the correct one. It's just hard to find that gut feeling, like covered by a lot of expectations and people's opinions. And sometimes you just need to go away in like a field and figure yourself out. So that's what I did. Honestly, yeah. So I, I. Did、mm-hmm. my meditation app Headspace? This podcast is sponsored. <laughs> But <laughs> that would be amazing. But yeah, I did meditations. I started doing yoga because I was like, you know what, I should stretch too. <laughs> and then I also just stared at my wall a lot, which is it sounds weird and it sounds really lonely. But I did, and it helped for some reason. But there was also just like a lot of overthinking that I did. That wasn't necessary. I think I always knew what my choice was. I was just sort of too scared to like admit、oh, it to yeah, myself yeah, yeah. because the school I, I'm currently、mm. going to now is very far away, and I was like, oh, what if I'm not smart enough? Like, what if the、mm. college? I think after you get selected into like I guess a quote unquote good college or whatever college that you you've looked up to for a while, you're like. Well, for at least for me, when I got、mm-hmm. in, I was like, "Oh, they probably just had like a good day that day, and that's why they chose me." Or it's like, "Oh, like after you achieve it, it doesn't feel like a big achievement, even、oh, though、yeah. like it is. It just doesn't、too. feel like it because you've achieved it, and then it's like, 'Oh, I'm not that great a person,、mm-hmm. so it must have、mm-hmm. not been that hard, or like it must have been a mistake or something.' So now I'm thinking like, 'Oh, if I go to the university, everybody's gonna be so much smarter than me.' Like, 'Oh my goodness, like、mm-hmm. what am I doing?' So." For me, I didn't.、Uh, I think it was hard for me because I was like, "Oh, like it's a big city. Like、mm-hmm. we live in a suburban area. It's like, it's a big change. Like people are gonna be a lot smarter, a lot more talented, a lot more popular. It's like, oh,、mm-hmm. so I think that, yeah." So after I like committed to a college, you know, I expected to feel like some sort of relief, and you know, I did to some extent.、Mm-hmm. But after that, I was just like stressing out because I was like, "Oh my god,、yeah. I have to make new friends," and also there's. Like coronavirus had just hit like the U.S. pretty drastically、yeah. at that time, and so you know, like you were saying, it's really hard because,、um, like, we couldn't go visit the campus because we both chose colleges far, far away. <laughs> But、um, yeah, and so after that, I just I was like, ah, what am I doing? <laughs> Especially since like we also had a lot of a lot more time to think and like. Decide、mm-hmm. stuff because of quarantine. I think that was when I kind of started redefining my views on success because I didn't feel as high as I thought I would feel. 
when I like reached this point. Um, like I thought it would be like over the moon, like super excited. You know, like you yeah. said, I thought my life would be set, but I didn't feel that way. And I was like, why am I not happy? Like, does that mean I haven't, like, I'm not being successful? And so I was like questioning that the whole time. And I don't know, I just feel like now I just don't view success as getting into a good college and then and then moving on to get a good career as well. So at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned how before I thought it was like a step-by-step process, like one road to success. So, you know, the good grades, good college, good career, retirement, and then you're happy. But I've, I think I've learned after like, just like seeing the economy just go down and like coronavirus kind of like coming in and like not ruining everything (laughs) but like changing a lot of things I feel like that kind of made me realize that like this idea of success is just so wrong I mean I don't want to say I mean some people view it as like the correct way or whatever and I don't want to like shame them for thinking that way but I feel like it's like a deferred life plan you know it's like you're moving your happiness until the end of your life but like why can't we be happy now you know that's that's what I was feeling when like quarantine hit I was like oh my god like this isn't the right way like I feel like I'm only doing this just so I can be happy at the end but why can't like what can I do now to make myself happy in this moment and so to be honest I kind of started reading like self-help books because I was like how can I do this, you know? And I started watching more like YouTube videos to like implement these ideas into my life. Mm-hmm. And there's this one book where they, oh, I forgot what book it was. I think it was like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. <gasps> wow, um, I love that book. Yeah, I haven't read the whole book because it's really long. Yeah. But there's this one part where the guy was like, you should write yourself a personal mission statement of like, everything you value, all the things you want to become, all the things you want to do, all of that. So it's like your, it's your personal constitution that you can live by. And so I kind of like did that. I didn't do the whole thing because it was long again, but (laughs) I'm kind of lazy, but I did write down some of my values. And as I was like doing things, even if it was like simple things like chores or stuff, I would like look back, I remember my values and like if, you know, if there was like a gum wrapper that I forgot to throw away, like I would look at it and be like, one of my values is to be a good, clean person and responsible for my own, like my own stuff. So I was like, oh, I should go throw it away. But also the lazy person in me was like, oh, I'll throw it away later. But because I had those values in my life, I was like, okay, I'm going to go throw that away. And even though it was like something as simple as that, it, I don't know, it just made me happy because I was like, oh, I'm being the person that I want to be and I'm, it's making me happier. And even though it was like something as simple as throwing away a gum wrapper, I felt success. I felt, I felt like I was being successful and like becoming the person that I want to be. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that does. Yeah, it's like taking this, yeah, it's like okay. taking small steps to, um, I guess, the bigger picture of 
who you want to be. I think that's what I got from it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or just like redefining your values. Yeah. So no matter like what situation happens, you can always look back at those values. Yeah. And bring everything back to like your your core values, your heart. Yes. Yes. So then you're you're never like choosing a job that you you won't be happy with because mm-hmm. you know your values mm-hmm. and you know what yeah. kind of person you want to be. And like sometimes you do have to make sacrifices to work towards your happiness, but um oh that's true i don't think you have to Mm -hmm. sacrifice like your entire life to live by somebody's somebody else's view of success because i think i think even if you put like 20 minutes into doing Mm. what you enjoy or like trying to figure out who you are that's still better than nothing yes 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 okay so were there any like specific times where you felt that you had failed Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I remember, okay, the biggest one was when I got my first bad grade. I was mm, like, same. Ooh, I was like, oh no. Are we talking about the yeah, same class? So. Actually, are we? I think we are. <laughs> and I was like, shoot, that's strike one for me. If I get any more strikes, it's going to be bad news. Things are just going to go downhill from here. I was like, oh my god, it. Oh my goodness. What's oh my god? Oh my goodness! (laughs) But then I think the more like quote unquote bad grades I got, the more I realized that it didn't matter that much. Oh yeah. I guess I got used to it, which I guess not the best phrase to say, but um, I sort of realized it wasn't the end of the world, Mm. and people definitely judge me on my grades. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's how many bad grades you got, like. Like, I don't know about that, oh, but yeah. you start to realize that, like, mm-hmm. grades obviously do matter, but you don't have to be perfect for you to still yeah. be successful. Like, just because you failed once or twice or three times or a few more times than that, that does not mean that your life is over because high school is a period mm-hmm. of growing and learning from your failures. I think as long as you learn and you mm-hmm. understand why you failed, you start to implement changes to fix those failures. Even if yeah. you, like, I mean, quote-unquote failures, not actually, like, fix your mistakes. Even if you still get the same bad grade, at least you've grew. I think failures for me are some of the, some of my worst times in life are also some of the times that I've gotten, like, the most. You've learned the most from it. I've learned the most from it, exactly. And I think, like, an important thing that you were kind of saying is that, like, just because you did one thing wrong in your eyes, that doesn't mean you failed. Like, success and failure aren't, like, black and white. You know, there's definitely, like, this gray line in between where, like, you know, maybe you didn't do as well as you thought you would do. But you're also not a failure, and it's important to note that. And I think in high school especially, like, we put our worth and value into, like, one silly number. And it's just, you're so much more than that, you know? You're so much more than one bad grade, one bad test grade. You're just, you're an amazing person. And I hope you guys know that. (laughs) You're doing great right now. (laughs) And, yeah. 
I think for me, at least, um, so right now, uh, a lot of our friends are actually moving into college or have already moved in. And for me, I decided to defer my enrollment until uh, 2021 because of, you know, coronavirus fears. And also, um, I just wanted to take some time off of school, even though I've already had time off of school, but, you know, just some more, like, self-reflective time um, where I can, like, kind of fine-tune what I'm, what I'm trying to do with my life. But um, I think, especially, like, a few months ago, I definitely felt, like, very behind in life. You know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of our friends, they'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm shopping for my dorm right now. Or, oh my gosh, I finally found out who my roommate is. And like, I'm so happy for them. I'm so glad they're like doing that stuff. And right now they're all like making new friends and everything. And that's great. Like, I'm so, I'm so happy for them. But there's also this like feeling in the back of my mind, like, oh my gosh, I'm getting like behind. Like I'm a failure right now because I'm not doing, like, I'm not as far in life I guess as they are but I remember there's this one thing that this youtuber said and her name is Unjaded Jade by the way she's great <laughs> but there's one thing that she said that really stuck with me and she said that everyone is on their own timeline and there's no expiration date mm. to success mm -hmm. so you shouldn't compare yourself to other people's timeline because you're completely different. You have your own like set of things that you're going to do. And maybe like all those things are gonna happen like later on. Maybe you have to get through like this one thing before you can go move on and do better things. But I thought that was very like, very enlightening and motivating um, because you know, you can always succeed anytime, anywhere, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think to close off our podcast, I mm -hmm. have a question. What is your definition of failure and how has it changed from when you first, I guess, entered high school? Ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. I just thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to The Common Room. I hope to see you next episode. Yeah, bye. Woo, bye. bye.